This one's going to be different. I am, uh, it's late, it's dark. We're the only ones parked on the water. And uh, it's a great feeling. It was a meditative type of a day today, passing in and out of uh, consciousness, basically. And uh, feeling very connected to um, this higher frequency of change, meaning that uh, feeling of spectacularness and sense of knowing I'm stepping out of one reality and into another. Why is this one different? Because it hit, it hit me to do the exercise, the question, the question. Do I love God? Why is that important? Because it's unity with the whole. I guess you'd have to believe in God first. What is God? I didn't uh, have that in mind when I hit the record button. That's up to you. It's a personal relationship. When I asked the question, I immediately knee-jerk reacted. Of course, yeah, I love God. And... Uh, then I got hit. This is the voice. This I've had this a few times in my life, asking me questions, important questions, and questions like, "What do I want?" Um. So I, I staggered through the question. I kept trying to define it, how, or what is it that I love? What is God? Um, how do I love something I don't know or do I know? Anyway, the point is this. I knew I did. I just had to understand it. So in order to love God, I would have to understand who or what God is. And on this journey, I understood that God is the quiet awareness, non-judgmental love behind the human senses that I could call the source, love, consciousness, source of everything God experiencing God so to know self self being a part of God slice fractal then I would have an opportunity to love God by knowing myself by loving myself that is the only thing I can come to know in my experience of reality to the extent of loving, knowing and loving. I can't love something I don't know. I can't love something that I'm afraid of. I can't love God simply because I might burn up in hell for um, not loving God. You know, and that's where some mentality is at out there. But there's no truth, love, wisdom in the fear of God. You would have to know God to love God. How do I do that? I'd have to know myself. And I'd have to understand who I am, like I said. So I went through this exercise today, and so then I had to ask myself, do I love myself? Well, who am I? And eventually, I got to the point of, well, yes, I do. I admire the person that I have been in this lifetime, standing the test of time, standing outside, seemingly, and 
factually outside the norm, outside the bubble of reality, feeling not a part of things, feeling like a stranger in my reality. But I stood there, I learned, I pursued wisdom, I stayed in integrity, I followed my heart. You know, it's just a regular life, being an entrepreneur, being honest, having compassion, knowing I had compassion, wanting to change the world for the better, wanting the work I did to add up to something that mattered towards a better future, not understanding really how anything worked, not really knowing about reincarnation, or really not knowing anything other than an intuitive guidance system that knew I was here for a reason. I knew that at an early age. So I did. I answered the question, yes, I know myself. I love myself. I respect myself, which means I love, know, and respect God. And because of that, I can come into unity. I can come into the higher frequencies of my highest potential as a human being in a symbiotic relationship with God. This has nothing to do with ego. It has to do with an honest question. Do you love God? Because it is a question that each one of us will have to answer to determine or discover or consciously recognize that we are coming into unity with the whole. I'm not separate from God. I'm having an experience of separation from everything, but I'm coming back home into unity with myself, all aspects of myself, with source and with everything that makes up my experience of reality, including you. We are all one. But in order to get home, to come into the telepathy that we will be coming into, into the higher abilities, cognitive, um, psychic awareness and abilities, then we need to come into unity, into oneness, at least heading in that direction, because that's, that's where these frequencies exist. So it was a powerful night. It was a powerful evening. Where do I think things are going? Let's get more interesting. That is probably one of the more interesting exercises I've gone through, and I've gone through it a few times, I believe, because it's a very important question intuitively. I know, do I love God? You cannot knee-jerk answer that question, and you cannot lie to yourself considering who you are and who you're discovering yourself to be and what that means when it comes time to step into your life 2.0 as the creator of your life, not as a victim. The victim is one that does not know itself, does not know God, and treats the outside world as the enemy, or at least as the danger that needs to be navigated in fear, in strategy. And this is the divergence, the divergence away from fear. So what is coming? Change. Massive change. Divergence. The recognition of higher truth. The unveiling of truth. The discovery of something bigger. And we're going to have to face the fact that we have to do it for ourselves, and that's what humanity is going to do. This eye of the storm, eye of the needle, 
this compression and separation into frequencies, the rainbow, everything that is going on has everything to do with each of us individually in the pressure cooker in a lockdown that will continue to become more of a lockdown under the guidance and control of centralized government, unelected, that has taken sovereignty away from the nations and sold it as freedom. And we are going to rise up, some of us. Some of us will hold light. Some of us will play different roles. But many of us, those of us who are beginning to discover that there's something wrong in what's happening, will begin to push back. But it'll be in a strength, I believe, the divergence and the uprisings go hand in hand because there is a group in a fear polarity and a group in unity polarity, or positive and negative, let's say. And we're not heading in the same direction. I think it'll be those who will be willing to surrender their freedom for protection and those who will be fighting for their freedom, period. And so that divergence and the uprisings go hand in hand, along with the, uh, I was writing today, the numerology of 2020 is Gaia, and the numerology of 2021 is forced change. And in between that, in the middle, June 20, 2020, June 20, or June 2021, is the halfway mark between the energies of the numerology Gaia and forced change, which I believe is the earth, geological earth changes such as tsunamis and earthquakes and volcanoes. And they will all be in different intensities, experiences different intensities by different frequencies of conscious awareness in this divergence. So I believe we will see that by midsummer, and we will see this gradual pressure cooker turn into uh, larger and larger uprisings. We'll see. I was given the nudge, like I said, to pick up a bit of extra supplies and just hang tight at this lake. And to stay in this trinity of three awake beings, anchoring light in this particular shift in the center of Canada, basically, a little to the west, holding light in the center, in the middle of nowhere. And that's it. Doing the meditation. I don't do a lot of meditation. Meditation for me is just keeping myself in the now, but I'm finding that I'm visualizing my mind filled with golden light, with rainbow light. Rainbow light seems to be the theme of the day, theme of the rainbow warrior, theme of predictions, the um, the color of all frequencies of light that we're aware of. And as I do that, I'm visualizing, um, letting my imagination show me what I need, what I want to see, what I need to see, what's coming through which seems to be um, different frequencies of light. And um, just aligning with the, with the initial shock, or not shock isn't the right word, but the initial awe, awesomeness, awe of the shift, what it means, how I feel, how I resonate with it, and how there's nothing in 3D that I have... Um, an affinity for or that I align with. I align with the shift. I'm not even sure what's after the shift. It's the shift itself that I'm here for. It's my passion. It's my focus. And I'm completely devoted to it. Um, 
Be guided by your passion, whatever it is. Be guided by the things that you're nudged to do, whatever they may be. Maybe it's to hold light. Maybe it's to get together with other people and uh, stand for freedom in one shape, form, or another. Maybe it's to do recordings. Um, I am using this time also to heal and to relax because this is the end of the road trip there may be more traveling and journeying but this is the end of the road trip we're in the change now and that's it there's not a lot more going on for as much as there are dramas i understand there's conversations coming out about a variety of conspiracy theories and i'm very sort of excited about all of that because these are things that I give a lot of thought to over the years from climate change to vaccines to whatever they may be. And I had a platform that I worked with which was essentially economics. So when I looked at the economics of the different conspiracies, it was very easy to figure out. If you look at the business model of Big Pharma, and I wrote a comment in the last video, I think it was the last video, uh, or of, of big tobacco, which is essentially addiction and sales. Big pharma is the same thing. They've proven that with opiates. They uh, want to keep people sick and make money. They don't want to fix anything. They want to treat it ongoing for a lifetime, getting it started when we're just babies kind of thing. And it's the same with global warming and climate change, creating um, a platform for a global government to be funded by global tax. It's very simple to look at these conspiracies if you follow just basic economics really is and that's what has happened all industries became corrupt all industries became controlled and we have a lot of variables that are still sitting on the table whether it's the epstein variable or um, the politics that's going on it doesn't really matter but the bottom line is we're not going to be saved by something outside of ourselves we have a lot of variables working a lot of things being revealed but as this human being, each of us individually have free choice to take action in one form or another. That is what is going to determine your future. Your future timelines, the reality you want to experience. And what's interesting through this purging and the expansions and contractions of energy and consciousness, it's interesting to become aware that what we first went through was the lower frequencies. We purged out the fear, the drama, the anxiety. And recently, this the uh, for me, the physiological responses to being cut with a razor kind of thing, kind of like a past life torture, or having the dreams of being locked in a cave or shot or drowned or just experiencing all the horror. But I'm at the end of that. And when we reach that point of getting through the fears facing them, allowing ourselves to sit with them, going through the ups and downs and what seems to be a um, a future with no escape out of the darkness, let's say. Once we get to the, to the end of that, we come into the higher frequencies, the mastery, the things that we have learned that have been um, kept in the dark because we've been afraid to pursue our passions to allow all of the good stuff to come through. 
and it's beginning. It will begin to come through. It's come through on this journey. It's come through in spectacular ways. I've watched Adina become an artist that is incredible. And I'm the one that started it. And I thought, wow, look at this. All these sketches and drawings coming out, getting better, faster and faster over a period of six months. Channeling, uh, healing, all of these abilities and sort of skills and gifts, only to find out that there's so much more to come. Telepathy, communicating with off-world beings, teaching, passing the information off to other people, understanding the power of coming and going, reincarnation, the non-death, just the transition of frequency, of consciousness from one paradigm, let's say, to another, one frequency to another. And uh, allowing my beliefs to just fade and let new, higher perspective come in. The, uh, the key, I find, is believing that we are exactly where we need to be all the time. And I don't mean because we need to learn hard lessons. I mean because we really are exactly where we need to be all the time experiencing what we are experiencing, if we can understand that that's the case, then we can drop fear for all of it because the problem that we face is conflicting beliefs, conflicting ideas, going through the motions of feeling good one minute, shitting the next, because we're flowing through different perspectives of reality. In, in one moment, I could be great. I'm coming back from a gym, let's say, feeling healthy. And then there's a bill on the table, and then I'm jumping into the fear of the bill, or then there's whatever the case is, ups and downs, ups and downs, like a tennis match, the political tennis match that's going on. It's wearing people out finally. I was worn out in the first year of waking up. I, say, I said to Adina, wow, it's just one day. It's, you know, the good guys winning, then the bad guys winning, then the good guys winning, and then the bad guys winning. I said, it just, it just never changes. It's there's something weird about this. And uh, so I just stopped engaging with it. But if we can come to the conclusion or the realization that everything that is happening is exactly what needs to be happening, and if we can stay in the higher frequency, it doesn't matter what is happening. It'll play out in our favor. We won't be hurt. Fear's biggest weapon is fear. It's getting us to drop our frequency to a vibe in which we will learn in fear. We will be manhandled in fear. We will be controlled and um, suffer the consequences of learning in fear in that sense until eventually we just let go and we're not in fear anymore. So the keys that I've learned, a few of them, are those. Allowing myself to believe that where I am is exactly where I need to be, that my intuition brought me here and I will be moved when I need to be moved. Uh, it doesn't take very much to get me to move uh, the van and head down the road. I get nudged, pushed, or told to go. And I will be where I need to be. And spirit in that sense will make sure that it happens exactly when it needs to happen. I don't have to worry about these decisions where... And uh, like many of us, we are in a situation where we just cannot see where to go. We have to follow intuition. And the intuition, again, is what's calling you? What is calling you today? Your little mini protest, feeling like exercising, healing. I don't know. What's calling me is exactly this, and it feels exactly right. There's nothing else I need to be doing, no place I need to be. This is it, right here, all alone, on a lake, in the middle of Alberta. Experiencing whatever I experience. It's quite interesting. 
I thought to myself for the first time that I could sit anywhere in the middle of the woods, in the middle of a field, in the dark. It was really, really interesting. And I could sit there cross-legged with my eyes closed, meditating without being afraid. And that's a good segue. There's a song I was listening to, Driver's Seat. I'm going to play. I would love to be able to upload it, but after today, I don't think I'll be uploading anything um, that isn't directly mine. Um, but it reminds me of Coast to Coast. I did a lot of driving across the United States and Canada on this road trip, but all through my life. And uh, listening to Coast to Coast on in the middle of nowhere in the mountains of the Yukon with signal bouncing off of uh, the ionosphere and catching it as it faded in and out. So I have a really interesting relationship in a sense, a nostalgia with Coast to Coast, Sarah Bell and George Norrie. And this was one of the songs, the driver's seat that would play and uh, and the commercial would come on and I'd be on a, let's say, a dark highway in the United States with the, uh, the center line, the center dotted line or the dash line going by the synchronistic could be a song or things being said that would align with my situation the night sky you pull over and look at the stars and see things moving in different ways not just like a satellite but just a completely different vibe living in the night like the truckers living in the night experiencing a different kind of reality because the reality of 3d it was just so missing life it was missing everything passion life adventure mystery imagination being like the child and this is what i feel now in the dark in the van totally quiet no electrical hum no lights just me talking to you in the middle of the night Okay, do you love God? To love God is to know God. The only thing you can know is yourself. Do you believe that God is within you? Do you believe that the awareness, the quiet awareness that permeates everything about you, that sits behind your senses, that knows everything that is with you all the time, that experiences everything that you experience, and you have the free choice to do anything you want with that company? you understand who you are, how powerful you are, why you are here, you are here for this. This isn't about sins and sinners and being rescued from that. You came here to do a very difficult job. You came here amongst many sleepy people with a continence, a level of spiritual awareness, uh, intuition that made you realize you just weren't fitting in. You just weren't experiencing as somebody put it, as Zan put it recently, what it was like to even live just like a human, just to be a human, just to fit in and to be satisfied with the basic existence. You just never could settle. That it was always going to be a struggle. In a sense, you were always going to be working. Uh, can you Can you come into harmony with that and understand that you love yourself? the work that you've done, that you're deeply loved by the all, even those who point the finger or judge you, 
because they haven't recognized who they are yet, the work you're doing for them? Can you recognize the power and love that you feel for others? Well, that's the love that you embody. You can't love somebody to that extent, to that intensity, unless you embody it. It's hard to explain that one sometimes, but that deep love that you have, the excitement that you have, and the caring you have for others, the compassion, the depth of love that you have for others, is who you are. That's your level of frequency of love that you embody. So if you can feel it, then you are it, and you can love it. So you can love yourself, which means you can answer the question, yes, I love God. And that brings you into the unity that will take us leaps and bounds as we move forward here. You need to know it. I needed to know it. I went through the exercise tonight and I'm sharing it with you. So I love myself. I love God. I love you. It's a oneness. And another thing that popped up as I was answering the question, I was making excuses. I said, well, I'm the warrior. I'm the one that's always fighting, the one that's always standing up to what I feel is wrong. And so it's, how, and this is before I went through the exercises, sort of in the beginning, I said, how, I mean, I love God, I know I love God, but I mean, I'm the warrior, how do I, how do I reconcile that, reconcile? How do I answer that? You know, it's not like God is here. I'm having a relationship with God. But God is love. And it's that feeling of love that I've had in different relationships that is God. So it's a complicated question to answer because you really, really can only do it by knowing yourself. And you can really only do it by knowing who you are. If that makes any sense. No point of being a dead horse. It's hard to love yourself, but you'll figure it out, and it's in a very important exercise. One thing you can do, I didn't get into this, I didn't want to make it any longer, but remember who you were as a child. Walk up to yourself in your mind as that child of two or three or whatever it is sitting on the floor alone, playing with something, maybe not playing, maybe just looking around the room, doesn't matter. It'll intuitively come to you. And look at that child. Do you love the child? Innocent? Big heart? Just wanting love, just wanting somebody to pick him or her up? And you do, you pick him or her up. Hold them tight, give them a big hug. Tell them how much you love them. Now, do you love yourself? Because that's who you are. The rest are just battle scars of being on Earth. Really. They're just experiences. Experiences expand your consciousness, and that's what you're here to do. You're expanding the consciousness of the collective. And they're not easy when you're awake amongst those who are not awake. It's a hard job. You came here to do it. You did a great job. You're still here. You're a warrior. You're a light warrior. And you're doing it because you're driven by love. What else would you do it for? Can't imagine doing it for anything else. Nothing else cuts it. 
So you are part of taking humanity to its highest potential by experiencing what you have experienced, wearing it, carrying the weight of it. But now it's time to drop the weight. You're going to have to drop it all. Drop the judgment, the self-judgment. Realize who you are. Respect who you are. Love who you are. Love God. Come into unity and be ready to experience the gifts that come from that. Because we have to be responsible for the frequencies that we'll be experiencing. Our abilities that we will be unveiling as humanity comes into a higher frequency because we will be diverging away from the lower frequencies and the polarity disturbances, which means humanity is going to take a jump for those who have chosen to move out of fear. That's the way I see it. So I'm going to leave it at that, and I'll talk to you later.